0: This morning I'd like us to consider the Apostle Peter and his transformation. Now I know that we've we've just begun the book of Hebrews and we'll get back to that again next week. However, Peter grew up within Judaism, just as the writer of Hebrews is writing to those who have grown up, grown up in Judaism and Peter is an example of one having grown up but his transformation into Christianity and so he's, a, he's an example that we can look at as to what, uh, what the author, I was going to say Paul but we don't know who wrote Hebrews, um, the author of Hebrews is, is really trying to, to bring about and so we, we're thinking about Peter this morning. He was a fisherman And indeed, he became a fisher of men. He was transformed. He was impulsive. I don't know how many of you would just, at an impulse, ask, can I walk on water? He was wanting to build altars on the Mount of Transfiguration on an impulse. He was hot-headed. He rips out his sword and cuts off the ear of the high priest servant. He was outspoken. He would often speak on behalf of the the rest of the disciples, the group. It was Peter who took Jesus aside on one occasion and he began to rebuke Jesus. I doubt that any one of us, knowing Jesus now, would have any impulse to rebuke Jesus, but Peter did the student telling the teacher that he's wrong. And I imagine Peter to be, at least initially, quite unforgiving. But God transforms Peter through Jesus. Now I wonder if we were to have rubbed shoulders with Peter, whether we might have found him just to be a little bit too rough around the edges. Hard to handle, hard to tolerate. I just really, he grates on me. I wonder how forgiving of Peter we may have been. And I wonder whether Peter was a part of the group to help transform some of the others. Have you considered that some of the Christians that you know may just be God's tool through which he's trying to transform you? those that you need to forgive, those who hold a very different viewpoint to you on some things. How gracious are we toward one another? Peter has been one who has tended to always get a bad rap. He's the guy with his foot in his mouth. He's the guy who puts his mouth into gear before his brain's engaged. We have a tendency to categorise people because of what they've done and we remember them for that. David the adulterer. Thomas the doubter. Timid Timothy. Impetuous Peter. Drunkard Jerry. Sleazy Ray. Tarty Marilyn. But Jesus commands us to love one another and to forgive one another. Love one another and forgive one another. God's in the business of transformation. The Greek scholar A.T. Robertson wrote about Peter. He put it this way. It was slow in coming, but when the fruit was ripe, it was rich and gracious. He was a man worth the making and Jesus knew it. He loved Peter from the start and to the end. I wonder whether we could hope that that description might be applied to us. It was slow in coming, but when the fruit was ripe, it was rich and gracious. The fact that Simon Peter had two names helps us to get a better perspective of his character. And as that of our own, Simon was his given name. And Simon means the hearer. Peter was his other given name by Jesus. The nickname means a rock. And so he would be transformed from being a hearer of the word to being a solid rock based upon the word of God. Solid in his faith. And Jesus has less than three years to begin this transformation but that transformation would continue on by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And all believers have two names. The old name, a child of Adam. And the new name, a child of God. A son or a daughter of God. And we're told in Revelation 2.17 that in eternity the Lord will give to each one of us as believers a new name. A new name that only we will know emphasising the special and intimate bond that we will have with our God. So we'll be given a third name. In the meantime we're all on a journey of transformation. Transformation. And being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to continue on that transformation, that good work within you. It's comforting to know that when we've messed up, that the Lord is still at work bringing to completion his transformation of us. Each time Peter stumbled, Jesus forgave him. And Peter got up and started again. There were two ways that the Lord began to change Peter. and I think they were in love and forgiveness. And they're needed by every one of us. Love and forgiveness. We usually associate love with the quiet and poetic apost- Apostle John, not the impetuous and manly Peter, the big fisherman, the gruff one. But Peter needed to grow in love as well as in knowledge and faith. In fact, Peter's love for Jesus was the the theme of our Lord's breakfast meeting with seven of his disciples after the resurrection. The theme of that time together for Jesus was love, Peter's love specifically. And you'll recall in the upper room, Peter had boasted of his love for Jesus and did he almost shout it out, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Even if I have to die with you, I'll never disown you. He says, I'm with you, Lord. I've got your back. You can rely on me, Lord. I love you, and I'm going to demonstrate it. You can count on me. And in all fairness, we should note that the other men echoed Peter's words, but it seems that Peter, the most outspoken, and so after this breakfast Jesus has with them, he asked Peter the most penetrating question I believe he was ever asked. And he doesn't say, Peter, Simon. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Simon, the hearer, are you hearing? Are you listening, Simon? And he was, and he told the truth. He did love Jesus and he wasn't going to deny that. Yes, he'd failed, but Jesus had forgiven him and was now about to restore him to his ministry. Peter was learning the lesson that John later wrote about, so much later, in 1 John 3.18. Dear children, let us not love with words and tongue, but with actions and in truth. Because love is demonstrated. Love is an action. It is a verb. When Peter, along with James and John, were in the Garden of Gethsemane and they were asked by Jesus, Jesus came to them and said, Would you pray with me? They fell asleep. Later in the book of Acts, we now see Peter as a man of prayer and of obedience. His love for Jesus now put the gospel before everything else, including self-interest, including the need for sleep. He prayed. If you're keen to grow in your love for Jesus like any relationship, then spending time with him in his word is vital. Spend time with him in his word. We'll see your love and obedience grow as he transforms you more into his likeness. So Peter was transformed in his love. He was also transformed in learning about forgiveness and why forgiveness is so important. In Matthew 18, Peter comes to Jesus. It's Peter who comes to Jesus and asks the question about forgiving his brother who sinned against him. It's Peter who who knows that he needs to forgive his brother, but how many times? How many times, Lord? Peter's looking for the limit or the rules. Seven times? Is that enough? That'll test me. He's prepared to forgive to a certain extent, but he's wanting to know where the boundary lay. But with God, there's no limit. There is no limit. 77 times or 70 times 7 is Jesus' way of saying that you should not count, but just keep on forgiving. Keep forgiving your brother. And the position from which Jesus is teaching about forgiveness in Matthew 18, the context of that concerns the position of our heart. He's not concerned about what forgiveness may do for the other one who has hurt us. Jesus isn't teaching from that perspective but what forgiveness will do for us. Forgiveness is always required for our well-being. Because unforgiveness breeds bitterness. Unforgiveness leads to a hardening of the heart and resentment. Unforgiveness leads to an unwillingness to love others. Those who may not love you back, those who may take you for granted, unforgiveness says I will not love you. so Jesus says, go on forgiving one another just as your heavenly father goes on forgiving you. Be more concerned about your heart than what your forgiveness will do for them. What's going on in your heart? Be be concerned about the log in your own eye rather than the speck in your brother's. Stop looking at your brother and sister and examine yourself. Examine your heart. Consider how forgiving you are or not. Who don't you like? And why? Who do you struggle with? And why? you need to forgive them for your benefit. Growing in love and forgiveness is becoming like Jesus and that's God's plan for us. For we have been predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. It's been predestined that we would be conformed to the likeness of his Son who forgave and forgave and forgave and goes on forgiving. It isn't enough for us to grow in the knowledge of Christ. We also need to grow in grace, become more like Christ. It's very easy to grow in Bible knowledge and yet never appropriate or demonstrate the grace of Jesus Christ in our lives. It's easier to preach about humility than it is to practice it. Or to study Greek, study the Greek words for love than to actually love one another. And so if you want to see Simon the clay living like Peter the rock, I encourage you to follow Peter's ministry into the book of Acts. Read Book of Acts with just thinking about Peter and Peter's transformation. You'll meet a man of prayer, a man obedient to the word, a man who magnifies Christ in his preaching, a man of compassion who cares for his brothers and sisters in the faith and for those who are lost. He rejoices at the privilege of suffering for Jesus rejoices at the privilege of suffering. He steps aside, he allows James to lead the Jerusalem church. He makes sure that the widows are cared for. He abandons his Jewish practices, Judaism. He goes to the home of Cornelius and he preaches the gospel to the Gentiles. He comes to understand that a Gentile doesn't have to become a Jew in order to become a Christian. Praise God. How did Simon of the Gospels become the rock of the book of Acts? Well, of course, the Lord had prayed for Peter. The Lord taught him. The Lord gave him opportunities to learn and to grow. That There were those personal events that opened the door for Peter's life of fullness, fruitfulness and faithfulness. Personal events for Peter. Sitting under Jesus' teaching and pondering over the wisdom that poured out of him. Watching his miracles. And then being game enough to ask, Can I be a part of that? Fancy walking on water. Hey, Lord, can I ever go? But consider that moment. With the crowing of the rooster, and you remember what happened. Jesus turned and looked straight at Peter. It wasn't the angry scowl of a judge, but the pained look of a friend whose heart was breaking for Peter. And at that moment Peter saw himself and he realised what he had done, what he had done to Jesus and he went out and he wept bitterly. Wept bitterly. Peter saw his sin and how all of his promises to Jesus had come to naught. And for each one of us there must come an hour of honest confrontation, of honesty with ourselves, with our true selves, and in brokenness we come in humble confession of our sins before the Lord. Peter had denied even knowing Jesus three times. His distress was so great that he couldn't even bear to go to Jesus' crucifixion. He went out and wept bitterly. He couldn't even go to the crucifixion. He was so distraught. He had declared, I'll never desert you. I'm ready to go with you to prison even to death. The remorse, the guilt, the shame. And so to know, to to truly know that you are truly forgiven must have brought such life, life life-altering changes for Peter in so many ways. As he would sit then later and ponder how he had denied Jesus three times, yet three times Jesus had said, Simon, are you listening? If you say you love me, then feed my lambs. I forgive you and you must now put your love into action. You were once fishing for fish, you're now fishing for men and women. And following on from this beautiful moment of forgiveness and empowerment, following further resurrection appearances of Jesus, following Jesus, watching his ascension, came the pouring out of the Holy Spirit and under his empowering, Peter delivers a powerful message whereby thousands respond to the invitation to put their faith in Jesus. What an experience for Peter. Peter could look back at these most significant moments in his transformation and you need to look back and remember those times when God has spoken to you, those significant events when God has touched your heart. Don't ever forget them. But like Peter, we too continue on our journey of becoming like Christ. Becoming like Christ continued for Peter through the book of Acts and beyond. God never gives up on us when we fail. God didn't give up on Peter. Like Peter, his transformation took time. Even as he sat at Jesus' feet, our transformation takes time too. And as a Christian on your journey, forgive yourself when you fail as a Christian on your journey, don't forget that every other brother and sister in faith is also on their journey and forgive them when they fail. So Let's seek to be gracious, loving and forgiving with one another. Let us seek to spend time with Jesus in order that we be conformed into his likeness. Keep spending time with Jesus.